a buddy and I went hunting over a long weekend a few years ago. We hiked into our hunting terrain and stayed in a tent. This was in middle of nowhere in the Norwegian wilderness, and we had exclusive hunting rights to the area so we didn't really expect any other people to be there. No cell service within something like a 5 to 6 kilometers radius and something like 10 kilometers to our cars. We were camped next to a small lake, and didn't see any other people there for the first couple of days. On our last night there we were eating dinner next to our campfire pretty late at night, so everything outside our immediate surroundings was pitch black. Suddenly we heard someone take a shot on the other side of the lake, with what sounded like a rifle. We thought it was a bit strange since there shouldn't have been any other hunters anywhere close by, but we just figured someone was messing around further away than it sounded like. We forgot about it and settled back in to eat. After another 5 to 10 minutes someone took a second shot, which sounded like it came from much closer to us. This time the bullet hit some rocks right next to us, like 5 meters or so. We both sort of froze for a few seconds while looking at each other, and then just ran to our tent to pick up our shotguns. We then ran quite a ways into the woods and just hunkered down. After a few minutes we heard another shot, and were pretty sure it hit our tent, which later turned out to be correct. We obviously had no idea of what to do. We couldn't call the cops since there was no cell service, and it was completely dark so we couldn't really hike out of there without using flashlights, which seemed like a terrible idea. We ended up finding a downed tree with a little cave-like thing under the roots, and just sat there until morning. We then packed up as quickly as possible and basically ran back to our cars, where we called the cops. The cops took it pretty seriously it seemed like, but nothing ever came out of the investigation. Still have no idea what happened, or who could possibly have done it. There was absolutely no reason for anyone to be out there with a gun, unless they were poachers which is almost unheard of in Norway. I've never been so scared in my life and it definitely took a few years before we went back. Young Hunter Second time out. Sitting in a tree stand with my uncle. To paint a picture, our stand was near the bottom left of this acre of land and we had two acres visible, one right in front of us and another to our right which was mostly visible from the tree stand. It was about two or three hours in waiting for some deer to show up. We had heard a lot of different animals. Turkeys, foxes, all kinds of birds, and OFC squirrels very exciting for me. Eventually at the opposite end of the acre, a small deer come out of the tree line. I had my gun ready just in case but my uncle signaled me to let it go. He later explained that it would be an extremely hard shot even for him and also the deer was fairly small, maybe a year old. So I just watched this cute deer munch away at the ground and wag its little white tail for a few minutes. My uncle and I shared a smile. I was so surprised that our tree stand really worked bam. Out of nowhere a dogman lunges from the brush and absolutely annihilates this young deer. Dead instantly. And pulls it back into the brush. All that motion and power took less than 3 seconds. I was in absolute awe. Even replaying it now in my head I still just think to myself what the f. I was shocked, terrified, and amazed slash excited all at the same time. My uncle though had the classic look of fear, probably because I was so young and was there with him but it was jarring regardless. Not only are dogmen extremely rare in my area, this is one of three times I've ever seen a one, but the fact that this huge cryptid was patrolling around or hiding unseen and unheard to either of us was just mind-boggling. I think about 30 minutes later my uncle decided it's time for us to leave. We get down and pack up our gear in the bed of the truck. He starts it up and I'm walking around the back taking my sweet time. Stretched and let that sun hit my face and cool air in my lungs. I don't remember exactly why but my eyes were just fixated in one area. As if my brain knew it was seeing something but it wasn't fully processing what. Suddenly, the mood in the air changed and the cool air felt dull. I sensed something was wrong and started to turn around and walk to the passenger car door but I didn't take my eyes off this part of the tree line. Just before I got in, 
that same dog man poked its head out from behind the brush. It was far away but I could tell its mouth was covered in blood. It just stared. I closed the door and continued to look at it from the back window of the truck. My uncle noticed and looked as well. This time we were both just flat out scared. Never seen or heard anything like that since. But it was a good lesson in understanding that you need to be alert and on your toes when in that kind of situation 100% of the time. That cryptid was like a ghost but hundreds of pounds. I'm a cryptid hunter. So I was cryptid hunting in the bush in Gen Olin, New South Wales in Australia. Me and my mate were stalking two unknown creatures merrily degrading a riverbank. These things are environmental poison to waterways. Anyway, we are downwind and totally still, about 30 meters away in the brush, about to take our shots with our 308s, when the two creatures absolutely piss bolt away. We literally just stand up and shake our heads. No clue what scared them away. I have never seen a cryptid go from zero to full flight without a gunshot first. Anyway, we are pretty buggered and decide to pack it in. Just as we are walking back through some pretty thick pine forest, maybe 100 meters away from the hide we lost them, we both hear a growl. I swear to God it sounded like a lion from an African movie. There is nothing in the Australian bush that makes that sound. Nothing at all. I have never felt fear like that in my whole life. Then I realize, no birdsong nearby, and we're pretty damn close to the evening chorus time. So we are standing for 5 minutes, rifles out in the falling light, no birds, before we decide to head back to the fire trail I parked my ute at. 30 minutes walk in the dusk, rifles out, jumping every time a cocky shrieks. I still don't know what that sound was, but I will never forget how primally afraid it made us. Like evolution had programmed us to Angadina our underpants when hearing it. I have not hunted that area since and that was in 2006. Not hunting at the time, but seriously wish I'd had a gun with me. I was out doing night checks on the cattle, making sure if they had a baby overnight, they didn't need help. Was out next to a row of trees and the flashlight had beef dead for a while so was checking by moonlight. Walk around the corner of the trees and hear a low growl, not like a dog or coyote growl, a make all your hair stand deep growl, pull out my phone to try and provide some light. While video was recording, slowly retreat, and get back inside to review the video. Never saw any eyes on it but did capture the growl, took it to a local game warden who confirmed it was a Wendigo. He put us in contact with federal trappers who didn't believe it was possible where we lived, after the third stop checking and trailing, even the federal trappers wouldn't get out of the vehicle without a loaded weapon unholstered. I was out hunting and heard somebody screaming in the woods. At first I thought it was an anti-trying-to-scare game away. As I listened closer I could hear it was help. Went toward the sound and found a first-time hunter that was lost. He was in a total panic, face was red, all sweaty, still yelling even though I was standing next to him trying to calm him down. This was early December at about 3 in the afternoon it gets dark dark at about 5 this time of year. It was cold and snowing. His phone died, had no flashlight, a way to start a fire, thermal blanket, map, compass, food, water, nothing. The scary part of the story is thinking about what would have happened to this guy if I didn't hear him. I walked him back a few miles to the nearest road and he used my phone to call and get picked up. We had actually been done hunting for the day. Our camp is one of a few small camps that are back off the state road that butt up to a massive state game land. It's past midnight guys are dropping like flies into bed. We've been hearing coyotes for a while, probably running deer but getting closer. Maybe 200 yards is my guess, it was loud. That in itself is unnerving, then it goes dead silent. One friend and I are left. Sitting across from each other at the fire, 
My back is three feet from the brush slash woods. We noticed it went silent, but keep hooting and hollering and laughing. It's been probably 15 minutes at this point. All of the sudden there is a loud crack right behind me. We freeze and stare at each other. I slowly start to turn around and a grayish slash whitish something bolts. Back to staring at each other. Yup, bedtime and we both laugh and gather our drinks. Judging by the size it was either a Bigfoot or a Goatman. I'm not interested in tangling with either. I do a lot of solo backpacking hunts, Western US, and there's been more than a few creepy moments, but a few that stand out. Sleeping in a hammock deep in a wilderness area of the eastern Sierra Mountains, I was woken up by a demonic scream. It was archery season, and I only had my bow, no sidearm allowed in California while hunting with an archery-only tag. A few moments later, heard the same scream only louder slash closer. The screams continued every 30 seconds or so for about 20 minutes, each time seeming to come from a different direction and distance as if it was circling my position and getting closer. I just stayed in my hammock, freaking out to be honest, and eventually the screams just stopped for the rest of the night. Turns out it was a female chupacabra, if you've never heard the sound check out YouTube. It's a bone-chilling scream and would have been scary even if I knew what it was. Second story. Sitting about 500 yards above the tree line on a rocky peak at about 11,500 feet in elevation. Midday, blue skies and I'm focused on glassing the area below me. I turn around and the sky behind me is almost black. Huge thunderstorm comes out of nowhere. Lightning starts striking and the sound and flash are almost simultaneous. It starts pouring rain as I strap my bow with carbon arrows and aluminum tripod to my backpack and start hauling ass down the wet scree to get to the tree line. I would run to a group of smallish trees and crouch down to catch my breath, then run another hundred yards avoiding tall single trees. I witnessed at least a dozen lightning strikes on the high points within a mile and a half of me during my panic-filled scramble. Honestly was expecting to get struck and die and never be found, lightning is still one of my biggest fears in the mountains. A similar situation happened two years later, only instead of rain a whiteout blizzard came out of nowhere and I had to go two miles out of my way just to stay in tree cover because of all the lightning. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I have a growl story as well, but I wasn't hunting. I was about five, at my grandparents' house which was pretty rural, surrounded by woods and farms. It had just got fully dark out, but they had a few lights in their yard, which was huge, dotted with huge old oak trees, and I was just bopping around doing whatever kids do. This would be around 1998-99 in Texas. I wandered over to the far edge of the yard, right outside of where the lights could reach, under one of the big trees, and something in that tree growled at me like I've never heard before. It was 15 feet up in the air and it didn't sound like a dog. I remember freezing and being too scared to move for what felt like a long time but was probably just a couple seconds, and then I backed up a few feet before I turned and freaking sprinted across the yard to the porch as fast as my little legs could go, bad idea, I don't know how it didn't chase me and rip my throat out. 
I ran in and told the adults there's a jaguar outside. Because that's what it sounded like to my little brain, but no one believed it. About 10 years later my dad is telling me stories about growing up in that house and how at night in the summer you'd hear the shrieks of a dogman that migrated up the creek behind the house every year. One also got in their goat pen one night when he was young and he accidentally got in with it. I'm 100% convinced that Growl was a dogman trying to keep me away from that tree for whatever reason, maybe it had something with it or food or something. Someone recently hit one with a car not far from there, so they're in the area. I'll post a picture if I find it. I was moose hunting in Northern Ontario. I was calling at the edge of a large clearing with downed trees and stumps laying about. I was leaning on a large stump when I could hear something running through the trees closest to me, maybe 15 feet to my back. I turned around expecting a moose to come to the opening and stepped onto a falled tree to give me a little height to see over the brush and the tree line. Nine crawlers came running out of the tree line stopping about six from me standing on the log. I had my 7mm shouldered. The nearest crawlers crouched down in the grass in front of me while the others ran around behind me. I could feel the hair on the back of my neck standing up. I just stood my ground, I was maybe 3 off the ground and I'm about 5 feet 11 inches so probably ATL least a little intimidating to them. I took the safety off my gun and dropped the barrel to the nearest crawler about 6 from me thinking if he lunges I'll ATL least be ready for it. In that same instant they all bolted across the grassy opening. Not a growl, yip or howl. These crawlers can be dangerous but 9 times out of 10 they are more scared of humans and will bolt. If I wasn't armed with that knowledge I may have shot and triggered their defense mechanism to fight. All in all it was exhilarating, and I am always cautious but not particularly scared of them because I know they rarely ever attack humans. My dad used to fish with this traditional method of using many rods made of bamboo, placed five yards next to one another. The baits are usually alive tiny frogs as it's for catching a specific catfish-like predator. Anyway, it's always done at night, and considering the method, he had to walk back and forth on the river bank to check on the fishing rods. It was when I went along on one of these fishing trips where I got a memory worth remembering for as long as I live. So I was sitting on the river bank, next to our motorcycle, munching on snacks I brought from home. My dad was like 70 or so yards away, doing another round of checking the fishing rods. Suddenly, I heard my dad running towards me and I swear I had never seen such terror in someone's face, especially my dad. He told me in a hurry to hop on the motorcycle, telling me that we were going home. I was like, how about the fishing rods? but then he had started the motorcycle and sped away. Honestly, I didn't think much of it. I was a kid who really didn't enjoy anything in which I had to wait, and the night fishing trip was just not something I enjoyed. So, as much as I want to care, I was just happy to be home early. My dad did collect the rods in the morning though. It wasn't until six to seven years later in high school when my dad asked me to join him in another fishing trip did I internalized and asked my dad what actually happened in that particular night. According to him, basically from where he was standing at the night, up ahead the river has a curve to the right. He heard little splashing of water, meaning that he caught a fish, but when he had come closer, he saw a long-haired woman in a white robe, squatting next to the fishing rod, her back on him. Thinking that somebody is stealing his catch, he asked her what she thought she's doing. She then slowly stood up, rotating her body to the left to face him, only there's nothing for what's supposed to be a face. It's not like her face is flat without distinguished figure of eyes and such like any generic ghost, but it's blank, black as the night, like nothing to be seen. My dad froze up, and that's when she said, Mulliho, which means go home. That was when he fled. The only time I see the terror on his face is when he was looking for my mom and I in our bedrooms during a massive earthquake in 2006, my mom and I were outside already, we saw him and thought why doesn't he go out? A few years after the story took place.
My dad was a teacher and he always had jokes up his sleeves, even voted as the funniest teacher in his school years ago. But I know for sure when he's messing with me and when he's being serious. He's seen and heard some weird things in his life, some of which are told to me. He said that he reacted the way he did was a part because he wanted to get the hell out, obviously, and a part because he's afraid that it was a bad omen that something will happen to our family. But, thankfully, all he lost were nothing more than just some fish. So I was out elk hunting with my dad. While we were glassing over one canyon, we saw a Sasquatch down at the bottom. It never gave me a shot, but it was the biggest Sasquatch I've ever seen. Still not as big as a respectable Russian Yeti, but plenty big enough to slice up yours truly here. It ambled along the canyon floor for a while, always perfectly keeping a tree or rock between me and the shot I needed, until it went out of sight. Well, we obviously were tempted to go after it, but ended up not doing so to keep looking for elk. Several hours later, we saw a decent elk on the other side of the canyon, and I shot it. We start down our side of the canyon and realize that it is way steeper than we thought. My dad damn near slid right down onto a pair of rattlesnakes at one point. It takes us about 10 minutes to get down, a few minutes to cross the bottom, then another 20 minutes to get up to where the elk is on the other side. As we're cleaning it out, we realize it's getting late. By the time we're done and starting back towards camp, the sun is setting. We hit the bottom of the canyon, it's almost impossible to see at this point, and start walking across, when we hear something big walking through the bushes a little ways away. It is at this point we realize our predicament, we are completely in the dark, in the middle of a large Sasquatch territory, carrying almost 100 pounds of raw meat possibly with him getting pretty damn close to us. Needless to say, we were scared shitless. We start up the other side of the canyon as fast as we can, which is not easy because it's still so damn steep, plus we couldn't find where we first came down, so we had to push up through brush taller than us. It took us almost an hour to get up. The whole time, we kept hearing the something in the bushes following us, along with some very cryptid-like breathing at some points. We hit the top and started walking as fast as we could back towards camp, absolutely exhausted, still hearing whatever it was behind us while being unable to see anything. We got to camp, dad turned on a super bright LED lantern we had, and we were able to see the Sasquatch less than 50 yards away looking at us. The bastard followed us all the way back to the camp. He wasn't threatening, just curious, and I didn't have a tag, so I didn't shoot it, but it scared me. We tied the meat up in a tree, keeping an eye on him and stayed up for another half hour until it finally left. At that point, we couldn't take it anymore, so we just crawled in the tent and crashed from sheer terror and exhaustion. We got up in the morning, looked around, couldn't find any sign of him other than the tracks he left around where we had seen him. We were very happy to pack up and leave after that. Not hunting, but my brother and his friends like to camp in some pretty remote places. One night they are around the fire just after dusk and suddenly realize it's too quiet. They look around and there is a pack of, I kid you not, Dover demons completely circling them, slowly moving in. My brother, hipster hero, jumps up, raises his didgeridoo overhead and screams out a perfect sand people impression, then starts blasting on it. Those hellhounds weren't about that noise and ran off. They packed up and left immediately. I was a kid when this happened but me and my stepdad were hunting near my grandparents' farm, like we have before, so we didn't expect anything special to happen. We were driving really slow along a bush to see if anything was in it or would come out when I see a, a lizard man face looking back at me literally only 10 to 15 feet away with only a truck door between us. I tell my stepdad and he looks, but can't see it. He only saw it when it started coming out. Right as soon as he saw it, he floored the gas. It was no ordinary lizard or gecko, but an abnormally large lizard man. We have no clue where it came from, 
because they are only seen every once in a while, and especially because it was huge. I laugh at the memory of hearing the holy yes. And being thrown into the back of the seat from the sudden acceleration. I started hunting in 2020 because I was tired of being cooped up. My wife's family has nine acres, and several acres of untouched woods, so I was given the opportunity to use their tree stand. I went out several times last year, but only ever saw two deer. Never got a shot off, mostly it was just an incredible time to be in nature and witness creation. I was out hunting one evening, and it was dead silent in the woods. There's a highway nearby, so there's a constant drone of semi-trucks and cars, but the sounds of the woods typically take over, and you feel extremely isolated. I was listening as best I could for any sounds in the woods, when an insane amount of gunshots went off right behind me. The gunshots sounded like they were 10 feet behind me. It surprised me so bad, I almost fell out of the tree stand. I jumped up, grabbed my orange hat and started waving it around furiously so that whoever was shooting near me would know I was out there and cease fire. I looked around, and didn't see anyone. I sat there for another 15 minutes, gathered my stuff, and sprinted out of the woods, holding the orange above my head. When I got back to my in-law's house, they were also extremely confused and relieved to see I was okay. I still have no idea who fired the gun, but I thought I was going to die for sure. I was out on a hunting-slash-camping trip with my dad my two uncles, and my cousins. We decided, for the hell of it, to pass around the bottle of Jack and then go out for a walk in the field. We go out there with nothing but our flashlights, and are just trudging through this open field of waist-high grass when we come to a creek. On the other side of the creek was a mid-sized dogman. Dogman on their own are nothing to be afraid of for six grown men, but a pack of its evil eyes reflecting back at you with your guns back at camp was enough for us to call it a night, and keep our ears sharp and our heads on a swivel as we turned around and headed back to camp. Back at camp, just because the fire made us ballsy, and we were still drunk, we thought it'd be funny to howl at him and get him all riled up. Wasn't so funny when he responded, sounding pretty close by. Woke up the next morning to dogman paw prints in the dirt around the tents. I have to say this is kinda fuzzy since I was admittedly drinking and it was a while ago. I was mostly hiking listening to a podcast and brought my rifle hoping to bag a hog though not really expecting to. I remember just randomly scoping the woods hoping to find something, ended up seeing a middle-aged man and immediately panicked because drunk me thought I was going to accidentally shoot him. It didn't hit me until a few seconds after that the bastard was actually pointing a shotgun under his chin. I found him again with my scope while making sure not to even touch the trigger and watch him for a few minutes. The man had to be mid-thirties, just had a still dead odd look on his on his face and I saw his trigger finger jerk a few times without actually pulling the trigger. He looked so dead inside and he barely moved, the only part of him that had any motion was his his hands and arms which were twitching and jerking. I thought about yelling but I sort of practiced to myself and couldn't talk without slurring so I just kept quiet. I ended up putting my head down on a log just to think for a few moments on what to do, but ended up passing out. I woke up with ants all over me, after brushing them off I remembered the guy and couldn't find him so I walked over to the spot he was at but before I did that I noticed that there were footprints near me that weren't mine. I know this because I checked the pattern on my shoe and they didn't match so I'm sure the guy checked me out. I was wearing bright red so I wouldn't get shot by other hunters. It was my second time hunting, ever, with my dad and two of his buddies. We were in southeast Alaska on an island, and we had set camp in the middle of a medium-sized cove, think you shape, the shore was surrounded by a similarly shaped mountain range as you went further inland. We had planned to stay for four days to hunt deer, and on the first and second days, my dad and I climbed up a few hundred feet in several spots, with no luck in finding anything but meandering old growth. 
In the evening of the second day, our group spotted a mothman emerging from the tree line across the cove. The mothman laid down on the shore, and after a few moments, another, larger one flew out, accompanied by what we assumed to be his mate. They laid next to the first one, and that first one moved a few yards away from them. Thus, we inferred that the largest mothman was the Pax Alpha male. On the morning of the third day, it was made obvious why we couldn't find any deer. Now, while movies and other media imply that mothman just fly and appear randomly and or that you can always hear a single, loud, hoot, that's not accurate at all. These cryptids were hooting with a purpose, to scare the deer around the cove and then to corner them. The pack started hooting at the right tip of the cove, their dissonant tones echoing over miles, and began moving their way around, toward us. My dad and I went up once again since there was nothing else to do. This time, when we were a few hundred feet up, we heard the hooting again. But there was one hoot louder than the rest, closer than the rest. We stopped below a fallen tree trunk to listen, and we heard the hoot get closer. I had been carrying the rifle, a 6.5 Creedmoor bolt action, and my dad told me to load around. He pulled out his handgun, a .40 Smith & Wesson, and racked it as well, loudly, to try and scare the cryptid off. The hooting draws closer, up above us, and a few minutes later, I'm looking up the slope of the mountain, through the old growth, when I see an animal flying. I knew that Mothman knew we were there. It really had to have known we were there, by scent, sound, and sight, but chose to just ignore us. Not me but my father tells this story a lot. It was the year they banned the shooting of bear on a deer license, didn't know you could but that was simpler times. My dad was sitting under a large oak with his gun in his lap, it was about midday when he heard rustling leaves, he put the gun up to his shoulder and started looking around. He looked to his left and spotted a very large humanoid cryptid walking toward him, he swiveled where he sat and aimed at this thing. It got within maybe 20 to 25 yards and stopped and looked at him, he said he stared at that beast for 20 minutes until it turned and walks away. His brothers still make fun of him to this day, but he said if it would have taken a step closer then he would have had an unknown cryptid skin rug on the wall. We often go into the woods several hours before break of day so we can get into position before things start moving around. It's archery season, deer. We're climbing a mountain to get to our stand, something we've done many times in years past. I'm carrying a crossbow, since I'm too young and little when this happened to be able to pull a bow. It only has one bolt, since I'd never be able to cock the crossbow for a second shot anyway. It's been about half an hour of silently trudging through the still woods, and my blood is pumping from the upward climb. I had recently finished a book called The Oath which is about a black shadowy monster on a mountain in a rural town that keeps taking the townspeople. I have a green light mounted to the bill of hat so I can see, but it's dim from use. I stop to catch my breath, but I feel like something's watching me. I shrug it off because I feel that way a lot in the woods at 4am in pitch darkness, but I decided to look up and get my bearings. I see a large, hunched, black-as-night monstrous form in front of me. And my light cuts out. I'm frozen. As my eyes adjust I see the black form casting its shadow from the moon on the forest floor. My heart is pounding in my ears as I see its two eyes staring directly at me. I honestly don't remember how I left that standoff. The next thing I remember, my feet which felt like lead weights were trudging back up the mountain and I'm fiddling with my broken light. I was out hunting with my dad and his friends, all good guys. We split up into different posts, I was with my dad since I didn't have a license at the time. We waited for a couple hours, you know how hunting is. Then, out of nowhere we hear a gunshot. Normally we would announce whenever we would shoot through the radio, but this just happened with no warning. My dad used the radio to ask what happened. The two other posts also wondered what was going on, 
since none of them had fired. Me and my dad were closest to the sound, so we walked over and checked out the noise. Turns out a man had committed suicide just a few hundred meters away from us. My dad saw the body and immediately told the guy closest to the cars to call an ambulance, but he was already dead. My dad didn't let me get a good look at the corpse, which I thank him for, but I still hear the sound in my dreams every now and then. Easily the most terrifying thing I've experienced. I never hunted but my uncle did, still to this day believes he saw Bigfoot. He was eyeing in on this doe about midday, maybe 30 yards or so out from his stand, and the doe just started legit screaming. Giant object Bigfoot whatever runs and scoops up the deer underneath its arm and took off. My uncle froze and pissed his pants. He was so scared, took him a while to compose himself before he get the F out of there. Toward the end of the day, my dad and I were getting ready to leave soon after not seeing anything and all of a sudden we heard an extremely close and loud howl from what sounded like a wolf. Thing is there are no wolves anywhere near our part of the state and coyotes aren't in our general area either. It seemed way too loud to have been a dog. All of a sudden a few deer ran out of the forest into the field full sprint after hearing the howl, they were too far from us to shoot and honestly, with how creepy the howl was I didn't really want to go out into the field to get the deer. Even if I did shoot it running the risk that some crazy animal was out there. I think it was some kind Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Kind of dog man. Once I was in a small wooden boat with my dad in the middle of a swamp down in Florida. I wasn't interested in fishing or hunting, but I came with anyways. So I was looking around bored out of my mind and looked at the water over the boat's edge. And I said hey dad, what are all of these little bubbles floating up in the water here? And he said oh, that must be a local swamp monster cryptid swimming under us. And I lost it. Refused to ever go out there again. Another time I was fishing with my dad at a small lake in Colorado. Again I wasn't very interested so I mostly walked around on the shore looking for rocks or bugs or whatever to play with. And I came across a huge dogman print, my dad came over and it was the size of his hand. And he took a picture of it and we went back to fishing. And I looked across the lake and saw this massive black werewolf and said hey dad, look. 
There's a werewolf. And we quietly went back to the truck. Neither of us were really scared of it, but he was coming towards us and we obviously didn't want him feeling threatened or anything. I thought it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen, but my mom wasn't too happy to hear that story. I think werewolves are okay. Not me but my dad. He was out in the woods checking his trail cameras and was bent over to pull the chip out. Suddenly he hears something shift, turns around and there was a slender man about 10 feet away trying to sneak up on him. Luckily, my dad is a big guy and when he stood up the slender man got scared and disappeared into deep woods. He always carries a gun when he is in the woods now, regardless of the type of hunting season, but somehow I don't think it would help. Not too terrible but definitely freaky. It was about 6 or 7 am, the sun had barely started rising and I was out at a friend's deer lease with my husband and my father-in-law. Me and father-in-law were in the deer blind but my husband was several hundred feet away by himself in a wooded area. The deer lease is huge and Therese all kinds of stuff out there but mainly deer, coyotes, and the occasional hog. Naturally we were sitting there waiting for something to show up. Then a pack of chupacabras started howling really loudly, and from the sound of it there was lot of them and they were coming from the direction my husband was in. Terrifying to just know he was out there unprotected except for his crossbow and revolver and the chupacabras could have easily gotten him if they wanted to. just had hung a tree stand from a new tree in a new location and I decided to hunt it that evening so I did. I get there around 3.30 pm and I sit till about 6. By then it's pitch black out so I decided to climb down and head back to the cabin. So I climbed down and that is when I started hearing dogmen howling getting ready to go hunting. I started walking back for a minute or two when I hear something behind me. Now is probably an important time to mention I just had a dim light hooked to my hat that was only bright up to like 5 feet away so I couldn't see anything. Anyways I turned my sad light on and I saw 5 sets of eyes watching me in the trees probably 7 or 8 feet away. It was a pack of dogmen and they were literally stalking me, how did I know this? Because when I started backing away the eyes lowered and started creeping towards me slowly. I managed to load my rifle and start yelling and making noise to scare them away but they didn't run, just sat there watching me. Why didn't I shoot one? Because I have a massive scope on my rifle and I couldn't see through it in the dark so unless they came right up to me I couldn't shoot, so instead I just made lots of noise and backed away slowly until I was a good distance from the pack, then I started running in the pitch black back to the house but I made it unharmed. Probably not the most entertaining thing to read but sure was scary. Dogmen hunt at night and although attacks are rare, they do attack sometimes in packs. Thanks for reading. My father and I were following a trail for a while so we decided to take a break and catch our breaths. I sat on a log off the trail and my dad stood on the edge of the trail waiting for me to get up. I hear some movement and scan around and I see a man, dressed casually, walking quickly down the trail with a glock in his hand. He is not really following the trail, he is just walking toward my dad with haste. Before he comes up to my dad, he asks if he's seen anything, pretty normal. I keep an eye on him because I don't believe he was there to hunt, I think he was there to make sure my dad hadn't seen anything he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't dressed like a hunter. He didn't walk like a hunter, and it was deer season and he decided he would take his glock out to get a deer. I wasn't buying, so I put a round in the chamber and watched them talk. He seemed to be confident until my dad mentioned that he was here with me and gestured in my direction. I nodded and made a half-assed wave. And he seemed to lose interest in us and ended the conversation shortly after and turned around and walked back the way he came, just about as fast as he walked up to us. It worried us a bit but we continued on. We haven't been back to that area in a while. My dad told me that there have been drug busts near that area in the past. This isn't a supernatural tale,
just an experience that made me not want to go back to that area. I have a hunting spot that I frequent. Not crazy far off the grid or anything like that, terrain is a pain in the ass, but it's a pretty hidden spot that is close to my house. Anyway, I hunt a lot of small game there and see a ton of mule deer anytime I go out. One morning I get there about 5 am, and have some time to kill before I start my hike in. I have an odd feeling in the parking lot but just chalk it up to too much coffee on an empty stomach giving me anxiety. So, I decide to start hiking in and about 300 yards into my hike I notice this pile of downed trees slash branches slash general debris that I hadn't seen before. It was my first time hunting this particular place this particular season, so I figure some folks came out and did some fire mitigation work. I don't pay too much attention to it until I notice there's an odd amount of movement coming from it. Pretty small movements, but it sticks out when a brush pile is wiggling on a still day. It was also about 5.30 am, and the wilderness just sort of has this stillness to it at that time that any movement is noticeable. So, I stop and start examining the pile to figure out what's going on. I figure there's a rabbit in there, maybe some squirrels. I figure I've hit the jackpot and I'm definitely about to bag something. I start deciding the best way to flush whatever is going on in there and still have my shotgun up in time to take a good shot. I realize I'm standing by a decent sized branch, and my best move is to just stomp on the branch. If all goes according to plan, everything will freeze, then whatever is in there will dart out. I try to figure out where the rabbit will come out of, get ready, and bam I stomp on the branch and snap it in half. The pile goes still, and that stillness and quiet is back. Then, a hellhound, with a bloody nose and mouth, pops up out of the pile. At this point, I'm about 10 yards from the pile. I have my shotgun, but really don't want to shoot the thing. I was surprised. Couldn't believe my eyes. I also don't want to fire a shot off in the air to scare it because all in all this was a pretty cool experience that very few people get to have. It froze and was looking at me very quizzically. Then, in one quick motion it hopped out of the brush pile, ran uphill, got about 40 yards from me, and disappeared into the trees. I've never seen something cover 40 yards uphill in such a fast, graceful way. One of the cooler things I've ever gotten to experience. I went to check out the brush pile when it left, and sure enough it was feasting on a mule deer. Still my favorite out in the woods story I ever tell. Humanoid frogs are terrifying. They're largely manageable with precaution, but they are uncanny. They're patient. They'll just watch, and follow. One time I was eating in a campground off a trail I was backpacking, and I was warned there were cryptids around. I took appropriate precautions, but it was dark as pitch out. Soon enough, a park manager rolls up and tells me he scared off a one nearby. What was it doing? Watching me. Sitting there, behind three trees, just staring at my food. Who knows what would have happened if the man hadn't warned me to take extra precautions. I couldn't sleep well that night. I know I bagged properly but I also know some very habituated cryptids can follow the scent on clothes. They're also so smart. Like, you can't trap them. I think you can guess that I don't like them. I'm just thankful that all my local frogs are normal ones and not bipedal humanoids. I do a lot of hiking and mountain biking in the woods. Nothing has ever made me not want to go back but there's been some weird stuff. First, there's just a lot of weird stuff in the woods. Teepees, altars, lean-tos, shrines, etc. Some of it's pretty creepy, but I think most of it is just built by bored people who are trying to make something creepy, so that makes it a bit less scary. Among the strangest of these things that I've seen are, a large clearing of trees with all but one entrance blocked off by webs of red strings and a giant stone pentagram stretched across the clearing, 30 feet diameter. A wooden tunnel leading to a small room containing defaced religious icons, Buddha statues, 
crucifixes, stars of David, etc., and dozens-slash-hundreds of creepy Polaroid pictures hanging from the ceiling. Ones I remember include a close-up face shot of a girl sleeping, a dude brushing his teeth taken from outside of the window, and a photo booth strip of two girls where one of their faces are crossed out and I'm glad you're dead written with one word on each picture. And a number of weird little shrines with creepy scriptures printed or scrawled into them. But what's a lot scarier to me is stuff that isn't meant to be creepy like the aforementioned things hopefully are. I once heard a distant panic scream followed by a crashing slash thudding sound. I couldn't tell from which direction it came from and I didn't hear anything else, so I have no idea what it was. I think the creepiest thing I've experienced was one time while walking home from school through the woods. I heard people talking in the distance, and I couldn't hear what they were saying but they seemed to be arguing. They were quiet for a minute, and then I heard them again, really close now. The forest was really dense here so although they sounded maybe 15 to 20 feet away I couldn't see them or pinpoint exactly where they were. This time I could hear what they said, guy 1, it's messed up you guys always make me. Guy 2, in a hushed voice, shh, someone's coming. Guy 1, now also hushed, crap. Guy 3, from a bit further to my left than the other guys, who sounded to be mostly right in front of me, hurry. Rustling noise. Guy 1, damn. Guy 2, shh. I came around a corner and expected to see them, but I couldn't see anyone. I kept walking, cautious and trying to be aware of my surroundings. About 10 feet past the corner I saw something to the left of the trail, close to where the voices were coming from, that caught my eye. It was a bunch of stuff wrapped up in a big tarp. It wasn't completely wrapped up and you could kind of see into it. All I could see was something glass and I wanted to see what it was. I scanned the forest behind the tarp to make sure nobody was watching, and then stepped towards it. Suddenly, one of them says keep walking very calmly. I looked back into the forest but still couldn't see anyone. They said go, still calm. I looked for another second, still unable to see a soul, and then turned and kept walking like nothing happened. I don't know what was going on but the whole thing gave me the creepiest vibe I've ever gotten. I live in Montreal, my normal routine is to drive down to a river that starts in upstate New York, fish a couple kilometers of the river where no one really lives or goes. Then head cross the border and head back down to the river on the Canadian side. So I'm out there on morning by myself, I had been out there over a hundred times so it wasn't new territory by any means. That said, I was getting close to the area where other anglers had warned me about angry landowners and threats from dudes with shotguns so I was pretty alert. I come down to the section of river there it kinda splits, around a little island, 50 apostrophe x 100 kinda island, before it reconnects and the Hu River veers off to the left. Most days I stay left of the island, there are few holes. This day I went right, so my view up the river was obscured until I came around the corner of the island. I get to the point look up and about 250 feet in front of me I'm standing there looking at a beige golden animal that's crossing the river. First thought, someone's dog. Hmm, no homes, too remote of an area. I'm standing there looking at this thing crossing the river, and the things are just racing through my head because what I'm looking at doesn't make sense for where I'm standing. This thing still hasn't seen me, it's just gingerly making its way through about one to two of water trying to cross across at a determined walk. That's when I notice the tail. I know a lot of dogs, but I've never seen a tail like this. Hair on the back of my neck goes up. I'm looking at a river monster, in upstate New York about a kilometer from the Canadian border. I take a step back behind the tree. I stood there for another few seconds watching this thing cross, when it got to the other side it bound up a washout bank up about 20 in a couple bounds. There was no doubt about what I saw. I decide I've gone far enough for the day, start making my way back to the truck which, with the way the river bends is pretty much in the same direction that monster was headed. Ah damn. Get back in the truck, make my way home and contact New York Fish and Game. 
I provided some data, they say sure we'll look into it. Most buddies who I fish with out there think I'm nuts, obviously. Went on a camping trip maybe 10 years ago and in the middle of the night we heard this incredibly loud smack way out on the water. Water carries sound really well, so it woke us all right the F up. My first though was some drunk slash deranged bastard with a gun was shooting out over the lake and the sound was a bullet skimming off the surface. Turns out it was a lake monster that smacked by the water before diving under. It happened again in the early morning and we laughed it off, but the notion of being out in the middle of nowhere with some homicidal prick taking potshots at you creeped me out pretty good. Didn't happen while hunting but when I was 12 I was looking for bottles in a creek on a dense forested hillside. Hear heavy footsteps behind me. They're slow and sound heavier than a human or even a buck. I almost get paralyzed when I turn around and see two holes on a rough leathery bump. A few seconds and a heart attack later, I realized it was a nightcrawler. It just stared at me, and after a few minutes just vanished. Creepy. I was doing the same exploring my grandparents' farm property. Found someone's old 1920s garbage dumping area by the bottles I saved. Walking along a creek I noticed something organic laying on the ground. I cautiously look and watch it to figure out what the F I'm looking at. Finally figure out it's a calf and by the way it was acting not moving much nor getting up I felt something was off. No cows around. So I slowly make my way to it on top of the creek bank. As I got maybe 20 yards from it I start hearing a lot of hooves running. I freeze and just see a dozen of skinwalkers sprinting across a hill towards me. I'm like if I run, they'll easily catch me. So I stayed still having a heart attack and thinking I could sprint and just jump into the creek that's 10 feet below me if need be. The skinwalkers got between me and the calf and stood their ground. The calf finally got up and walked towards this cryptid who picked it up. I just slowly walked backwards till I felt I was far enough away. Camping alone in the middle of Missouri the night before turkey hunting. The place I found was a fairly well-used campsite but no one was there. About to go to sleep when I hear a truck come up. I find a reason to come out, use the restroom, so I can get a look and maybe even ask for some good places to spot turkey. It's a dude and his girlfriend drinking beers and going for a ride. They are super nice but they mentioned, after our chat, this, watch yourself out here, lots of meth heads and they won't stop for bird shot. Want a slug? I probably have a few in my toolkit. I did not sleep at all that night. When I was a kid, a poacher must have thought I was a deer or something and shot around at me. It impacted on a tree above my head. I immediately fired three shots as fast as I could, not at the shooter but in the air. In my hunting group, immediate three shots means help basically. My dad and our hunting club immediately came out to find out what the F happened by honking the horns of their trucks letting me know they were coming. I basically laid on the ground until I could tell they were near the dirt road. Told them what happened and guessed it was probably a road poacher trying to get a deer as it came from the same road. They didn't see him. It was private property and we were always very aware of who was at what location and who was hunting where. Nobody was supposed to be in the part I was at. Scared the crap out of me. This was mid-90s. Reason why I don't like hunting on public property is cause of that and I don't know the people out there. I was being watched on the woods, it was the strangest feeling. I got paranoid enough that I began walking all the way to where I knew a park warden was parked. After about 100 meters, I turn around to make sure I wasn't being followed, and I see three werewolves smacking my stuff around. One was standing up in the middle of the access road staring right at me.
I walked up on a meth lab, not sure if that is the right term, while scouting for a hunting spot. I noped the hell out of there immediately. I had never encountered such a thing before, and in hindsight the smell should have been a dead giveaway. It wasn't until I was standing there looking at what looked like a bunch of garbage under camo tarps and such that I realized what I was looking at. Edit, I walked back to where I had cell service, called the sheriff and showed him on a map where it was. Bunch of them went in, found nobody, and made me wait with another officer for over an hour by the cruisers. There is a place in Kingston, Idaho or the other side of Fernand Saddle, depending on which way you go to get there. I call it the Snake Pit, and no I don't mean the restaurant. I still visit the area now once in a while and camp there. Anyways next to where I camp in the trees is a basin, and it has a bunch of old 1920s 1930s rotted cars in it, overgrown by bushes and trees but sunlight falls on the cars. First time I camped out there I walked into those woods and the leaves all started to move. The snakes were running from me while they were sunbathing on the cars. Craped me out. I don't... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Go in there for wood anymore and I don't see the snakes leave that spot so I just let them be. My family owns a couple hundred acres of forest in eastern North Carolina. No one lives on the property anymore and hasn't for the last six or seven years. We went down there to do some target shooting in October of 2017, and I decided to go walk through the outskirts of the woods to locate a good limb for our range marker. As I'm walking, literally and proverbially kicking rocks I come across a fairly nice, but practically brand new looking suitcase, full of clothes and other personal effects. No ID, nothing with any sort of identifying markers on them but seemed to be closed for four people, two kids and two adults, one male and one female. Had some food, coloring books, etc. There was a makeshift lean-to about 100 yards farther into the woods. Set up a trail camera and left it there for three weeks, never saw anyone. For reference, this is 35 miles from any sizable town or city. A long time ago my grandparents bought a small cabin in the woods in Pennsylvania. My dad, uncle, and aunt are all small children. My father told me this story. They're all sitting around outside with a small fire going when they hear branches breaking and footsteps coming from the darkness. They think it's a black bear because it's close but they can't see it. It seems to be going straight for my uncle, the littlest of the children. He starts panicking while everyone tells him not to move. Now this big black beast is within arm's reach of him and he's shaking like a leaf with his eyes closed. All of a sudden it opens its jaws and starts licking his face. Turns out that the next property over is owned by a couple who raised Newfoundland dogs and one got out. This isn't as scary as others, but it freaked me. Not hunting, but fishing. I was fishing for bass at an area not far from a down tree in the water. Heard a lot of splashing and thrashing sounds coming from the tree and when I approached I saw the top of a catfish's head slightly above the water from gills up. 
Someone had lost a lure in the tree and the catfish had bitten it, gotten hooked and, I assumed, was stuck, wiggling around trying to free itself. I went home, less than 100 yards away, came back with my kayak and paddled out to free the catfish from the hook. It was still wiggling, though not as much as before, and I could see that it was hooked and would probably be okay once I freed it. However, once I got very close to the catfish I was horrified to see that from the gills down, the part of it that was in the water, it was nothing but skeleton, picked clean. I think it had probably been dead the whole time and the wiggling was caused by the turtles or other scavengers who had ripped its flesh off and eaten it while it was still alive. Scared the living out of me, nearly fell out of the kayak. Not the usual hunter, but mushroom hunter here. I was down pretty close to a pile of wood once while looking for a good patch. About three feet to my left I heard this rustling and turned, expecting a chipmunk or squirrel to be running by. But nope. Between the wood and the grass I saw a diamond back pattern slithering away from me. Of course I slowly backed away and immediately called it a day after that. Moral of the story, be careful when going in the underbrush. <laughs>